So, hello and welcome to episode 5 of the Soundcast for this season. Uh, yes, it's been another successful week for Shrewsbury Town. Um, we're going to get sick of saying that, I think, Ollie, at this rate. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I should just say welcome to Ollie again. How are you, mate? Yeah, hi, Glenn. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Good, good. Yeah, I mean, you, you stand me in the back this week, Ollie, because as we're about to find out, you uh, as you put here, you crossed the picket line and you actually went yep. to the Shrewsbury Checker trade game. So, um, And then also last week you were telling us you were never going to go to Gillingham. It was a total dive. And then I had a text off you on Friday night telling me you were going to go. So you're actually <laughs> our go-to guy today, aren't you? Because you went to both yeah, games this week. I did. I did, yeah. It's um, funny. So yeah, so the, the um, Checker trade game, I... Yeah, not that keen on the competition. Uh, <laughs> I didn't really go to the, comp- the this competition um, games before all the controversy anyway. But then I was just, yeah, I was working from home. Bex was on holiday and I was just like, it's only an hour away. Why not? So I went and yeah, I'm pleased I went. And yeah, kind of just the excitement of the season is the reason why I went really. Yeah, I think that's quite the same for quite a few people that probably yeah. went. Although it wasn't a huge crowd there, was there by the time? No, of it? it wasn't. <laughs> no, it was, it was pretty hard for Shrewsbury Town to um, get going. There's a few fans who were clearly enjoying themselves on the ale um, <laughs> and, and as norm. But um, but no, it was a fine. And then, yeah, the Gillingham game. Um, my little brother was is back from South Africa. So he's back in the UK. Um, and then... Um, I'm, Bex just said, "Do you want to? Are you going?" So I said, "Yep, I'm going." And then I looked <laughs> yep. to the looked, realized it's a four-hour train journey, um, but that was good. Interested to see how we did, really, because it sounded like a good day out. So uh, yeah. yeah, well, well done for going to both games, Ollie. I think we'll no we'll go straight into you telling me about the commentary game. Sloppy clearance, ball bouncing around. So the first game this week, Ollie, was the Checker Trade Trophy, uh, Coventry two, Shrewsbury Town three. Sounds like sounds like a good game from the scoreline alone. Um, obviously, I'm not overly enamoured with what's going on, but we won't labour that point. But uh, as I say, you went, um, so you you got to see some of the fringe players that we haven't really seen in the last few weeks, which is probably quite interesting for some of our listeners because um, yeah, unless you went to the Coventry game, you might not have seen Ganua or uh, who else was in there. Payne, obviously, we've that seen Payne a bit, but John Lewis, yeah, and and McGivlery, his first debut, wasn't it, for the club? Yeah. So should be interesting to see what you thought of those guys. So yeah. We should really just I'll just give you the team and then you can sort of head into it so McGivillery McGivillery I'm unsure how to pronounce that because even it sounded like Stu Dunn was having a few problems on Saturday with it when I listened to the radio so yeah new goalkeeper as Henderson was off on his international duties and then back four Bolton Nasala Omar Beckles obviously another one of the new guys and Brown and then a midfield of Wally Nolan Godfrey and Ganua with Payne and John Lendl Lewis up front um so yeah yeah, interesting to see a couple of those new guys. What did you make of those, really, is my first question before we go into the game. Um, yeah, it was good. It was interesting to see two strikers. Um, so mm. that was quite interesting. Obviously, Payne and John Lewis did well together at the end of the, um, the Oxford game. Um, yeah, looking forward to also um, interesting to see the keeper um, and also, yeah, to see Beckles. Um, and I'll probably start with Beckles, Omar Beckles. He was he was playing on the left-hand side, and at first I thought he was left-footed, and then he did some really nice passes with his right. <laughs> so he's, yeah, he looks very... Um, athletic him and Toto <laughs> and two brutes at the back um, yeah. but he looked quite graceful and yeah he, he looked like he had um, he was he was good on the ball so that was quite encouraging to see and so it sounded like town went out the traps really pretty quickly and, and obviously the first half was a bit sounded like it was easy you know from what people were saying on I, I didn't even listen to the radio Ollie so I can't yeah. even say it sounded easy on the radio but from everything I read afterwards and bits and pieces it sounded like we were obviously the better team in the first half and, and got a couple of goals so yeah it, it sounded like a good performance it was a good performance so but I wouldn't get overly excited about the performance because um, commentary <laughs> were pretty dire. Oh, okay. Uh, we passed the ball well. Um, kind of John Lewis and Payne kind of clearly better than them. Um, just worth noting that Payne was playing up front um, with John Lewis, but whenever um, we lost possession, he dropped back into okay. a kind of number 10 role and to kind of support the midfield. So that was quite interesting. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was kind of time pretty much on on, tank, um, on cruise control, a lot of um, Nolan on the ball, spraying it wide, full backs pushing forward. So it was pretty almost like you know a standard of what we've seen so far and without really pushing too hard. Mm. Um, so what was go on, I was gonna say what was Godfrey like in a more traditional central midfield role rather than as deep as he's been? Well, he was actually. It's interesting you say that because both him and Nolan would sit very deep. Both of them would yeah, go right. quite deep to get the ball, um, leaving Ganua and Rawley and sitting really high. Um, mm. And that's why why Payne was dropping in a little bit. But yeah, both of them were quite keen to kind of get the ball, um, and they were both saying playing kind of both as playing quite deep at times. Um, Interesting. Yeah, maybe that's one of the things that Paul has frustrated or I'm not sure he didn't really elaborate too much on that. Mm. Um, so yeah, the um, the first, one of the interesting positives I guess of the game was obviously, apart from James Bolton getting sent off, um, he did actually have <laughs> a hand in both goals. 
Yeah. Um, so the first goal, uh, James Bolton cuts inside and crosses. Um, John Lewis goes to the ball, but decides to kind of miss it and dummy it. Not almost a dummy, but you know he kind of went for it and then decided not to. And then Payne <laughs> received the ball on the six-yard um, line in between the two central defenders. And he was almost like, you know, he couldn't almost believe his luck and just just you know, just scuffed it into the back of the net. You know, it wasn't a great finish or anything, but it didn't really need to be. Um, he was just in the right place at the right time. And yeah, it was quite an easy, um, easy, um, illegal, bad goal to concede from Coventry's point of view. Um, layering across to come in that easily. And then also, yeah, yeah having the striker, um, having a load of space. Payne's got that ability there, hasn't he? He seems yeah. to be in the right place at the right time. And that's not just luck. That's uh, reading the play and yeah. finding that little bit of space. And yeah, that's one of his attributes that, you know, we're, we're starting to notice from it, isn't it? So it seems like, again, that little that little bit of skill in finding that bit of space and hoping a ball falls to you has, has paid off for him. Yeah, definitely. I think the Coventry manager would be quite annoyed. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, you're right as well at the same time. Yeah, he's, you know, you've got to be in that right place. Then the second goal, um, James Bolton passes to John Lewis, who um, like kind of does a, you know, when you kind of like rifle across um, very low, but he kind of cut it back a bit. Yeah. Um, who finds um, Nahua, um, who takes a shot, the keeper saves his feet, and then he puts it back into the ball in the back of the net or the rebound. I mean, yeah, it was pretty easy at that point. And yeah, town fans were, yeah, after getting a lot of abuse and the Coventry fans were just chanting easy, easy. So yeah, it went in at half time. <laughs> Um, yeah, pretty pretty pleased with ourselves, and yeah, I spent half time chatting to Aid Plymouth, so yeah, that wasn't too bad. Yeah, I was, I was looking at bits and pieces on Twitter, and there's a, a couple of town fans I know there were saying job done, and you know, no way Coventry are going to get back into this yeah. one, so uh, it might have had a bit of a rude awakening in the second half, but it was nice to see Ganua get his first goal, obviously for the club, wasn't it as well? Yeah. So he's off the mark now as well, and he's he's obviously not been playing so much, so it's it's probably just a nice little confidence booster for him going forward. So no harm in that as well, and yeah, obviously yeah. you must have just gone down and had your pie or whatever you had, caught a hot drink at half time, Ollie, and then come out looking forward to the second half and probably weren't quite expecting what happened no not um it's not a massive surprise the commentary was so poor that we we're going to come out a bit better and worth saying that um Nahua was really good in the first half okay. um, a lot of um good dribbling good running um and he did look quite a threat um so that was that was quite encouraging to see um Hurst was saying at the end of the game that he's you know he's got a lot more ability than he thinks he has and he should you know mm. he needs to start showing that but yeah. It's unfortunate, isn't he? With the yeah. fact that Wally and Rodman are playing just oh, down no, their skins. They're playing so well. Yeah, they are. They're playing really, really well. Um, so second half, Coventry came out of a lot more intent. Um, and then a kind of the ball kind of rebounded and kind of came to their one of their players. You can't really blame the, the Shrewsbury Town players for not getting to the player quick enough because it just it did just fall to him. Yeah. And then he just rifled into the back of the net. Um, it was a good good goal, to be fair. Then, however, um, <laughs> the next one was 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 quite poor. Yeah, Toto makes a clumsy challenge. Play goes on. Striker runs forwards. Um, and at the time, I thought it was a penalty. Watching it back, the little bugger dived. Oh. Uh, um, both Brown and, and Toto never touched it. I mean, he just went, he just dived. And um, the referee pointed to the spot. So the player was in between both Brown and Toto. I imagine the referee's view was kind of skewered a little bit. And then, yeah, he just mm. went down. At that point, I tried to um, cash out of my bet what I had. <laughs> Everything else was winning, and Shrewsbury had in my bet as well. So £5 would have won 105 I tried to cash out, but I took too long to open my phone um, and I missed out on the 50 quid so I kept it going um, <laughs> Matt you talk about gambling people are going to start you think you've got a problem on <laughs> I only bet a couple of quid uh, I know. and then um, yeah I tried to cash then I cashed out after um, after um, Bolton got sent off <laughs> which I'm not sure at the time it was it looked fast and hard you know if you know what I mean in terms of him going in for the challenge yeah uh, watching it again he does actually win the ball and I don't mm-hmm. think he was high you know it wasn't like he went over the ball or on the player's leg so I think it I think it was a bit harsh um, I haven't actually seen anything um, from Hurst on this actually I haven't no. seen I've watched all the interviews since he hasn't really commented on it maybe it's something that Lewis Cox would ask you know does he what does he did he think of the, the Bolton sending off I, I guess he'd be more livid if it was uh, something that carried over into the football yeah. game, football league games but it doesn't so it's almost an irrelevant red card yeah. in some respects you know Bolton's not going to be bothered that he misses out on playing the game in the EFL trophy going forward it's going to give probably a chance to play someone else at right back maybe Shellis or whoever else can fill Riley. in there um, well, even Riley, Riley yeah, on, say, so. yeah yeah you can talk about that in a minute obviously um, yeah. so yeah it's a chance to get someone else playing right back so it's kind of like one of those red cards that's not really a problem to the football no. club at all is it and I think um, yeah I think it also it might be um, yeah, a good opportunity for yeah, Hurst to test his new well he said he hasn't men- I haven't seen it mentioned for a long time but he did mention last year how surprised there wasn't a, a fining kind of disciplinary process in place mm, yeah, so I, I imagine he must have put something in place so yeah good chance for that to kind of get out of its first outing um, yep. so then Town went to 4-3-2 um, Coventry having a lot of possession um, two strikers were always a threat 
they were very strong, good running, um, and very. And I tell you what, John Lewis was um, fantastic at just kind of getting the ball and keeping it. His um, yeah. yeah, his control and you know getting the ball on the chest on the run and things like that and getting it down was yeah, it was really really positive. He was good at Oxford doing that as well. Yeah, he fair. was. So where Town went four three two, um, you know, two strikers on. He took off the wingers. Um, brought on Adams and that but and the thing that kind of disappointed me and kind of worried me at this point is that meant that the town players have to do a lot of running <laughs> yeah and I was a bit concerned and I don't know maybe it does actually have an impact I haven't thought of this until now maybe it have a bit packed a little bit in the, in the Gillingham game um, but yeah tired. I had to do a lot of running and then so yeah I'd cashed out my bet and then Shrewsbury Town got a free kick on the edge outside not even the edge of the box a bit out from the edge of the um, area and Joe Riley stands up he puts the ball down and rifles it right into the top corner. An absolutely Amazing. super free kick. And watching it back on the highlights, you know, it was fast in real time, but watching it back on the highlights just kind of, yeah, it's faster than I really realised. It was it was quite fair way out. I think it was really, really well struck um, ball. So And it was also nice to see him run all the way over to the physio. So that was good to see. Well, he owes him, doesn't he? He's obviously yeah. done a fantastic job in getting him back and, and playing as, as quickly as he has. And was it something like eight months without playing? Or maybe it wasn't wasn't quite that long. I think no, that's I don't probably think it was a, quite a, lo- that long. It was towards the end of last season, wasn't it? So yeah. it must be at least what, four or five months. It was, Still, it was a long, long time. time. Yeah, it's a long time in football. And to come back and be subbed on and then score the winner in a game, you know, all right, meaningless game in some respects, yeah. but they all count, don't they? But um, yeah, what a story for, for Joe Riley. And I actually actually sort of softened my heart towards that, that game, you know, as miserable as I was being about it. I thought, well, you know, for that alone, it was worth it. And yeah, we won. And I'm just glad Joe Riley had, had a moment because he's been, he's been out of the game for so long that he's been missing having those moments. And as we said last season, he's one of those players at a highly rate. So yeah, congrats to Joe for getting back and, and taking a, a well-struck free kick. And yeah, yeah hopefully he can build his fit this up and challenge Bolton for it for a place because um yeah it's gonna be tough to get back in the team the way Bolton's playing yeah it is um, I've just searched it while um while you're um, sharing your view there he got injured in May in the Oxford game the last day of the season yes he did so it was last game of the season so yeah that's so yeah it's been out. but I imagine also frustrating for him because he's seen all the players come in pre-season get on and obviously he would have liked to have got pre-season under his belt so yeah so yeah so um in terms of my top three I went for Ganua just for his kind of running um and I thought he was a yeah a threat all game Mm-hmm. John Lewis, um, because yeah, he really impressed me. Actually, he really did impress me. He was good at holding the ball up. Um, he was, yeah, he was quite um, uncertain. You know, he was quite smart in terms of the when he left the ball for pain, and also when he um, set up Ganua. So I went, f- um, so I went for him, and then third I went for Payne because I thought he played really well as well. I thought he was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I couldn't really choose any of the midfielders or defenders because I think they kind of let themselves down in second half. Mm-hmm. He's just knocking on the door. Any pain, really? Yeah. For a start, it's you know he's doing everything that could be asked of him really in terms of his cameo appearances, yeah. and he got a goal in the game he started. So, it's a real tough, real tough decision for Paul Hurst to make down the yeah. line. That at some point he's gonna have to maybe rotate the strikers around. So, um, yes, yeah, so, yeah, there we go. I was gonna ask you one question about the game. How was how was old Jack Grimmer? Did he play for Coventry? He did. He was um, Jack Grimmer, just League Two level. <laughs> 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 he's he's a good yeah. he's a good player. Um, you know, Shrewsbury fans um, clapped him. Um, you know, he didn't do anything wrong. He did look one of their better players, to be fair to him. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, to put it in context, you know, I'd much rather have Bolton and... Um, he always want to say Ramsey Bolton. <laughs> have Bolton yeah. and have um, Riley. So, fair play to him. Good to see him. He's, um, yeah, in their team and doing well. And he did a few runs where he went forward, but he wasn't really that threatening. Um, so, no. yeah, nice lad. Good to see him playing professional football. But, yeah, I, don't th- I think Hurst made the right choice there. Yeah, see, you know, if Riley gets back match fit and Bolton plays like he keeps playing, we've definitely had an upgrade in the right yeah, back position definitely. compared to last year. So we can't really complain. Yeah. But yeah, he was a he was a well liked guy, wasn't he, at the he football was. club? So I'm glad he got a, a reasonable a reasonable ovation from the guys that turned yeah. out to watch the game. So um, yeah, there we go. So yes, you made the right decision in going. I suppose you got to see another win, and I suppose everyone could say the same thing. We'll, we'll leave <laughs> the yeah. merits of the competition behind, and uh, I guess yeah, what what we were all think, thinking about trying to find someone to come on the podcast this week to talk yeah. to us about the Gillingham game. But yeah, you you sent me a message saying. This is what I'm doing. I'm getting the train down there. It's going to take four hours. I was like, you nut job. Um, so I was in the middle of Wales for this game, Ollie. I probably should just say what I was up to. I took my kids. Um, they, they had a Christmas present bought to them for this sort of zip line, uh, sort of adventure place in yeah, the like middle the of Wales. Near, but, yeah, near Betsy Coyd. That's probably not pronounced right. I'm not <laughs> we don't pronounce things um, right on this pod, do we? No, exactly. Especially not Welsh town names. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so I was there. So we finished that about two o'clock. So I actually got to... Uh, Listen to TalkSport's sort of um, coverage, and oh, this game was okay. one of their featured matches because oh, um, cool. I couldn't get Radio Shropshire driving back until Oswestry. Right. So yeah, it was it was just listening to sort of little bits and pieces from the game, and so yeah, I'll, I'll just go through the details first, and then I can tell you what I, I heard. But um, yes, obviously, yeah, Gillingham 
one, Shrewsbury Town two. So yeah, we went two 0 up with uh, Morris in, on the thirtieth minute, and then uh, Rodman on the thirty seventh, and then it was I think it was Jake Parker or Jack Parker. I'm not sure. It was Parker for Gillingham on seventy six minutes, which obviously gave you a bit of a worry at the end there, Ollie. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, I should go through the team as well. Um, obviously Henderson's still on. Uh, international duty, so McGivillery kept his place, and then we had Bolton, Nisala, Sadler came back in, and Brown. Godfrey was back then sitting in the sort of the deep midfielder role, um, and the rest of the team was the same as uh, Oxford, wasn't it? So yeah. Wally, Nolan, Agogo, Rodman, and Morris, which to me made sense because they were really, really good at Oxford. So you couldn't really, even if we won in the AFL trophy, it would have been harsh to, for anyone to lose their place other than Henderson, as obviously he was away. So yeah, there we go. Um, Probably the right team, you know. I don't think anyone could have any complaints with that, and it sounded like we we were not in the game in the first twenty minutes. I'm, I'm just going from what the Talksport commentator was saying. It sounded like Gillingham had the better of it in the first twenty minutes. You know, it didn't didn't seem like we played all that well. But you were there. What do you think? Yeah, so it's worth kind of mentioning um, the pitch. <laughs> it was oh, right, dry okay. and long, um, and as we kind of expected, and per- Paul Hurst in his pre-match kind of in- well, he did he kind of you know. Um, say that they were going to be playing long ball. They got a guy that um, throws the ball long, a bit like oh, the right. Rory Dillap okay. style. And yeah, they played it long. But in their defence, they started much better. And I'd say it's even 25 minutes until we kind of got into the game. In the third minute, um, one of your favourite players, Tom Eaves, got through oh, um, and yeah. could have scored. But um, yeah, a decent save. McVillery, um, he saved it and denied him a score. And then after 11 minutes, they actually put the ball in the back of the net. Um, mm-hmm. But Parker was offside, um, so yeah, that was a bit of a let off. And then another opportunity after sloppy time pace, so Bolton gave the ball away, and um, really sloppy. Um, and yeah, they and they had another chance. So about twenty five minutes, Town starts coming to the play, and yeah, we it was took us time to start playing those triangle balls. Mm-hmm. So Nolan and Godfrey started getting on the ball, um, and yeah, we had a really nice kind of build up play where with Wally ended up running, and Godfrey had an off it um, on goal. Um, sorry, just wide of the goal, actually, uh, from the edge of the box. So that was a kind of like almost like a wake-up call for, for Town to to kind of get into the game. Yeah, so the man from TalkSport wasn't lying. No, he was accurate. It took a long time to get yeah, going. No, definitely. Yeah, that was fair. And then before the goal, we had another opportunity. We had two more chances. So we yeah. kind of just yeah came into life. And yeah, after the bombardment of their um, kind of like long ball artillery, um, yeah, we started to come in. So another one where um, Wally um, played through um, Rodman for a through ball and just put it wide. So that was a really good chance. And then Wally played in Morris, who had a one-to-one with a keeper. Um, and that was really, that was really, really close to being a goal as well. Oof. So yeah, we it was it was like, yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, the, the pendulum properly swung in Salop's direction. So the goal wasn't against the run of play, then it came when we were yeah, going Yeah, it came when we had our own little period. spell, yeah, which is encouraging, isn't it? You know, you, you score when you're having something that we didn't see at Oxford, we didn't well, score when we, yes, we had exactly. a play. So it was a really, really nice goal. Um, so yeah, Rodman is from a corner, and then the ball came out, and then the ball came back to Rodman. A little bit clumsy-ish. But you got past two <laughs> players with some dribbling. So you still yeah. got past them. But you know what I mean? It wasn't like, you know, Ryan Giggs or anything like that. It was a little bit like League One kind of dribbling. Got past two players and put the ball back to uh, Morris. Who's, it was an excellent finish. You know when a striker kind of hits it high and it goes into the top of yeah. the net? Goku had absolutely no chance. Um, he didn't even really celebrate. I don't know whether he's a secretly a Gillingham fan. But um, he um, <laughs> no. yeah, just kind of walked over towards the Shoesy fans and yeah, got kind he of smashed swamped. it. Yeah, so that was yeah, good. Yeah, I saw it. I saw, I've seen the replays of the goals on this one. But yeah, it was a great finish, wasn't it? And, to, and towards the top of the net. And um, yeah, he, I think it was one of those ones. It was like, he, I think it was just one of those ones where he was confident. I've done that. You know, look at this is what I'm all yeah. about sort of thing, which is quite nice to see, actually. He's... he's He's obviously got to keep scoring to keep his place, hasn't he? Yeah. So yeah, the pressure's on. Pressure's on, yeah. And then, and the, did you on the highlights you saw? Did you see that chance and that they fluffed in between our goals? No, I, uh, I've only seen the goals back just on the YouTube uh, okay. clip, so I haven't looked at the full highlights yet. I will do during the week. But. So um, yeah, so they, they they hit us they hit us on the on the break, um, and then their um, number eleven um, was in the box, and like a pub team, he just kind of like. Like kind of fumbled and fluffed it, and the ball went out <laughs> for a for a goal kick. Um, and I felt I felt a bit sorry for Gillingham fans. So that kind of like yeah summed up their half for them. Uh, it was really poor. Mm-hmm. Uh, just before you talk about the second goal, it's, I, I find it interesting because they've started pretty poorly this season, they haven't have. they? So for them to have started as well as they did in this game was probably quite surprising for for Hurst. I would imagine it would have, you know, or maybe he was expecting the reaction. But to to have ridden out that reaction and got the goal, and then you'll you'll tell us about the next goal in a minute. That's another one of those you know little steps forward this season in terms of you know. 
places where we come up against a bit of a, a, a block sort of thing and yeah. had to get over that block, not let a goal in and then hit them at our, our approach. And again, when you're looking at the little things this season that Hurst's going to want to see to make us making progress, it's, that's another one of them to me. So yeah, you must have been totally pleased with this at first half the way it went. No, <laughs> he no. wasn't. No, oh, right. he's okay. not happy. He was not happy in the post-match. Um, oh, right. Happy oh, with the result. That, he said it was a yes. good result, but not the performance. Um, no, oh, actually, talking about, did you um, did you um, hear about um, Doigie's interview before the um, the pre-match? Oh, you loved this, didn't you? Yeah. Didn't he do like a really coy interview? Yeah, or something it like was that? just yeah. so funny. <laughs> you could tell he just was absolutely loving like playing with the media, um, <laughs> and he was like, you know. Um, um, Shropshire said to him so you know the manager said that you know you're not going to sign anyone but is there anything else coming out and he just goes well if the manager said no one's coming in no one's coming in <laughs> it was like an awkward yeah. silence he was just like creating loads and loads of awkward silences um, it's, it's good we're getting to see some of his character as well yeah. actually because yeah I've not seen too many interviews with him so far since he joined but uh, yeah it's, I, I quite like to see a bit more of that sort of thing players and managers character yeah it was funny but he was also yeah kind of saying messages and he was saying players done nothing Absolutely nothing, you know, very kind of Scottish, you know, nothing, done nothing, we've got four games. I didn't even look to the league table, who cares, it's four <laughs> games, so I to achieve nothing, achieve nothing. And on Tuesday we were rubbish, so players got to sort themselves out. <laughs> it was kind of like, awesome. I'm paraphrasing, but yeah, that was a kind of the gist of it, so that was funny. Good lad. So yeah, so, but um, I'll tell you what, the second goal was nice, nice. Yeah. So Morris, uh, excellent control up front, you know, proper kind of target man, brings the ball down, lays it off to Worley, who was full of running. Put an excellent cross. So we were a bit critical, weren't we, of Wally at Oxford? Um, yeah, put we an were. excellent cross in. And then Rodman comes flying in um, with another header downwards across the goalkeeper. Absolutely. Yeah, it was good I didn't know if it had gone in because some, some guy in front of me stood up. I just couldn't <laughs> see it. So I just, so I just I had no idea where it had gone in. But then everyone was cheering. So I was like, yay, we're 2-0 um, we're up just before half time. So yeah, that was, um, that was um, enjoyable. Nice goal. It- it's funny you say that at Oxford and saying we criticise Wally, but I think when you see him put a cross in like that, that kind of gives you more of a reason to criticise him at Oxford because he's got it in him. He, you know, if he can put those crosses in it, it's just that's all he's missing from yeah. his game in some respects in League One level is just to do that a little bit more consistently. Yeah. And, and I say he'll get an absolute ton of assists this season. Yeah, definitely. Um, actually, um, while we're just talking about the wingers, um, he was so obviously yeah, Rodman scored again, so that was pleasing. But in the post match, yeah, um, Hurst was quite scathing of Rodman. He says oh he just disappears. He says he's so inconsistent. <laughs> he said he even said he lives in his own little world. Was he watching Dodds that season? <laughs> <He's> <laughs> I even worse. Yeah, potentially. But um <laughs> yeah, he just disappears and he says maybe it's actually some of the other players need to kind of wake him up. I think he's happy with his attacking play, but I think he wants him to offer more um on the the, the the dirtier side of the game, you know, not the dirtier side, yeah. the, you know, the, the working back, the tracking, um, the defending, see a bit more. Yeah, exactly the hard work. So, uh, yeah, it's worth mentioning that there. But mm, Interesting. Yeah, second half. Um, and, yeah, if if any Gillingham fans are listening to this podcast, we're not going to um, blow smoke, um, you know, across to Shrewsbury fans or say anything that isn't true. The second half, we were poor. I think we created one chance where Payne basically absolutely did their fullback with an amazing really nice turn near the halfway line and yeah. he should have passed to the shop the shop would come on um, in the second half and the shop was like so basically there's a player jockeying Payne and the shot was basically almost on, almost on level with the defender but not offside he could have just passed the ball to him and he would have had a one-on-one with the keeper Oh. Really poor. Um, was that not? Wasn't that a breakaway near the yeah, end? I was, was. near the radio shops by this point. Yeah. And I remember remember Danny talking about that and saying just needed the square pass sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, square pass would yeah. have done it. Oh, well. But um, we were poor. Like some of the passing was terrible. Like particularly, actually, I'd even say like I'd highlight Godfrey and Nolan here for this. Oh right. So we we're really poor. We couldn't keep the ball up front. I think Morris um, started to go, and I think he actually had a bit of a hamstring strain. So he was. Hurst wasn't very impressed with him because he should have just gone down and got subbed I mean, rather than trying yeah. to play on. But I guess because he knows he's got that pressure. If he stops, John Lewis or Payne's going to take his place. That's correct. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'd say the Gills attacked and they had a lot of possession. And I looked at the stats. It said they had six shots on target. And, you know, if, if I've already mentioned like a couple of chances they had in the first half. They didn't have... The, cool, the goalkeeper wasn't busy. Let's just put it that way. So they had a lot yeah. of ball, a lot of crosses. Um, I would say that um, our central defenders went home um, on the bus probably with a headache. You know, they're heading the ball that often. Uh, but they did a yeah. good job clearing the lines. And yeah, it was a bit of a sloppy play from our side, but a nice goal from them. So ball on the right-hand side, crosses into, and Parker just finds himself, a bit like Payne did against Coventry, um, in between the two central defenders. 
um, and heads it into the back of the net. Yeah, I've watched it back yeah, it a couple of header, times. Yeah, it was a really, really nice header right into the bottom bottom corner in the post. I would say he was probably Sadler's man, but Sadler was in the, in a good position. If you know what I mean, he was kind of covering a lot of space. So yeah, yeah it was quite annoying. And just one of those goals. Yeah, we probably could have closed closed down, um, and it came from the left hand side. So maybe that's why Purse was a bit annoyed because maybe he thought that Rodman should have done a better job closing him down. Yeah, but yeah, we. We, we were poor and we, we should have been more of an attacking threat. You know, we've got a better team than them, uh, as the league mm. table suggests. Um, yeah, it wasn't a good performance. No, the stats are interesting. You you, you were talking about and they had a little bit shaded the possession overall, 51% to 49. That was 55 at half-time to Shrewsbury. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay, interesting. So, they, yeah, they had much better second yeah, half. They and so and they also rattled in 14 shots to our nine yeah. and, and we were equal on shots on target six each, yeah. even on the corners. So, you know, it does show that they would have considered themselves to have shaded the game in general. But, you know, obviously, to me, a good sign. And I saw a couple of the players putting things on Twitter about how sign of a good team, you know, they're, they're aware that Hurst had obviously told them by this point post, post-match that they'd not been brilliant, but they'd won. So, you know, it was a couple, one of those don't play well and win kind of scenarios, yeah, which... Was. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna do good in a season, you're gonna have a few of those every every couple of weeks because you will need to keep that run going even when you're not playing well. So, yeah, as much as Hursty might not have been very happy, I'm sure all the fans were pretty happy to see us win again and and getting a bit giddy. And I'm sure Hurst is trying to keep our feet on the ground. But yeah, win win when you're not playing well, it's all all good to me. Yeah, no, definitely. So yeah, good result, um, enjoyable trip. Um, so yeah, a few beers on the train. So it was good. And then yeah, the four hour train journey home. Um, was and also the fact that our train was delayed leaving Houston. Uh, we lost about half an hour there, so that was a bit annoying. So basically, well, I should, I, go ahead. I should say, Ollie, you had an easier trip back than me from Kent because I said on the podcast last week I had to go to Kent on the Thursday for yep. work, and I, I left um, basically I don't know ten minutes down the road from Gillingham, a place where I was doing some work, and I drove home and it took me five hours forty five minutes to get back. It was a horrendous journey. Yeah. So even if I'd have wanted to go to that game, I could not have even faced going back down and by car. So you did the right thing going by train. Yeah, definitely. I was I was thinking about going by car because I could have gone and picked up my brother. Um, that stole in four hours, and then four hours including the M25. And I saw, yeah. um, I'm sure, saw Shropshire Radio and were tweeting saying about the traffic. So yeah, definitely made the the right choice getting the train, and it was quite nice, relaxed. So that was good. But. Yeah, I think the media guys turned up a bit later than they normally do, yeah, didn't they? Because of some traffic problems. So yeah, there we go. So my top three. So I went for Wally, yep. Rodman, Toto. Um, I went for Wally and Rodman. The midfield, central midfielders didn't really impress. They did a lot of work, and Godfrey, I think, probably was probably the, the standout of the three central midfielders. Um, but I went for Rodman and Wally because yeah, they were the, the most of the attacking threat, and also obviously they set up and scored a goal. So fair play to them. I went for Toto um, and. I would have gone. You know, it was quite close. I went for Toto because Sadler potentially you could argue made that we you know didn't track the runner. Parker mm-hmm. who scored the header, but both of them did well, um, and both of them did really well all the way through the game. Um, but yeah, it was they did well. But yeah, I'll come on to some of Hurst's comments because it was quite an interesting um, post match. Yeah, before we get to Hurst's comments, I got two questions for you. The, the question of the week is is something I've seen a few people talking about, and it was discussed on really Shropshire post match as well. So obviously Henderson went away on international duty and uh, McGivillary has played his, his first league game and obviously in the cup as well. So he's, he's done well by the sounds of it in both games. Um, it's it's going to be, um, for me personally, I, I wouldn't have a problem. You know, Henderson should get his place back straight away. But is there anywhere that you've got a school of thought as to sticking with McGivillary now? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> there we go. He did well. Because I didn't did do anything wrong. Saying. He didn't do anything wrong. Some of his kicking wasn't, wasn't, you know, wasn't excellent, uh, but it was all right. Mm. But yeah, Henderson is just... From what I've seen, um, and I've seen obviously seen more of Henderson um, now, um, but Henderson just looks like the better keeper. And obviously Henderson's yeah. impressed Danny Coyne um, and the boss and the gaffer um, the most during preseason. So yeah, yeah I'd put put your best goalkeeper back in. I wouldn't mess around. I don't I don't agree with messing around your goalkeeper. So just put Henderson back in. But fair play to Craig McGivory. He's a good goalkeeper, um, and he's a and I would say he's you know he's good to have a solid keeper on the bench. Yeah, it was interesting. Mark Elliott was, was co-commentating yesterday and, and he was talking, and this is one of the reasons it came up, is that I think he, he poffered this question as well, is, you know, you've got McGivillery and he's on a two-year contract, isn't he? So he's going to be here next year. Yeah. So, you know, this is a season for him to be worked with by the club's goalkeeping trainers and get a few games here and there. And we know that Henderson's in all likelihood going to go back to Man United and if he's had a great season here, 
he's probably likely to going to go out to a championship team, isn't he? He's not going to come back here. So yeah, it's almost like whatever games he does get this season, McGillery, it's sort of the groundwork to making sure he nails down his number one spot next year. So I guess kind of if that's the plan, it, it makes a bit of sense, and it's actually nice to see us doing a bit of forward thinking. Yeah, if that is the plan, I'm not sure. It would <laughs> yeah, be. well, exactly. I would suggest that maybe we'd get um, a better goalkeeper. If, you know, he wasn't didn't, he wasn't first choice for Warsaw. No, no. So, but yeah, I think it's an interesting point. Be interested to see what he does there. It gives him a, a decision to make for sure. And the second question was. On the basis of Henderson coming back in, did you see anything there that's going to make you think we should change the team for the next home game, you know, in terms of the 10 outfield players? Oh, it's a good question, that is. That's a good question. Because um... obviously Hurst wasn't happy. No. But was he unhappy enough to think about changing any of them, do you think? I don't know. It's a very, very good question. Because I think if we were playing someone, um, as we have, let's be honest, we have played some of the lower level, lower teams in the league, even though it's only five games in, in terms of the yeah. league table. I would be tempted kind of not to because obviously this is, is a winning team. But Never change a winning team. But at the same time, do you not change a winning team and allow them to lose or do you change a winning team and some of the players that are flagging a bit? Maybe because it's yeah. fitness. Is it, you know, was it the commentary game took a bit out of them? So we've got some double headers coming up you know, and we've got two games in a week coming up. Yep. I wouldn't be, so I think players that are maybe at risk, Bolton, one of the central defenders could quite possibly be changed for, for, for Beckles. Um, yep. Obviously, Brown, <laughs> no choice there. He'll stay because um, mm-hmm. obviously, um, and I think, I think he'll keep the central midfield. I think they'll stay. So I think maybe, yeah, I think maybe Bolton is at risk. Henderson's definitely at risk. Uh, sorry, Henderson definitely come back in, and Payne maybe will start. That's the obvious one. Yeah. Isn't it? So I'd say there's three players um, that you could see a change um, in the team. I'd like to keep the same team shape against. You know the next yeah. home game as well because it's going to be one of our tricky games yeah. and that, that five midfield has, has been good for us, hasn't yeah, exactly. it? So, yeah, I think that's that's a good reading of it. I think yeah, I think that there's no one that's really going to come in and do better than Wally and Rodman at the moment, no. even if he's not overly enamoured with them. So, yeah, that, that's interesting. Uh, there you go. What did what did he have to say then in the post match? You can just run through that. Yeah, so he was clearly annoyed. So he did say it was a good result, but a poor performance. He was quite scathed in the back four. He said they looked like they hadn't played together before. Jeez. So he clearly wasn't happy with the back four. Bolton was particularly poor with some of his passing. Um, Brown was, you know, didn't really do anything wrong as far as I could see. Um, but I'm not a football manager. Um, nope. And Toto and um, Sadler did do a lot of good heading, but yeah, obviously clearly fought a little bit for one of the goals. So yeah, not he wasn't very happy. Um, as I said already, he wasn't very happy with Morris. Who should have yeah. gone down with hamstring strain, and he but but at the same time he was he was still also happy with the obviously the performances and the points, thirteen from fifteen, and he said we can we can almost start talking about this as a good start to the season, <laughs> so oh he's, he's he's so yeah, <laughs> but I, I like it yeah. though I, res- I I respect him I, for I do it. as well I respect him for but it. it does feel to me like he wants to wants the fans not to get running away with it, yeah. but I wish I wish he could understand also that you know this is very like unusual for us to have been in this position at the start of a season at this level yeah. and, and I'm of the view that town fans should get excited and get a bit giddy and you know start absolutely enjoying this you know I, I, I want to see us talking about doing special things this season and I can understand why Hurst wouldn't no. because as a foot manager that does not help you at all yeah. but Christ come on when have we ever started a season like this it's something like our best season since a ridiculously long well, time ago well actually isn't it? it's and not true we finished as it's not true Go on. sorry I should have told you before oh no you looked it up didn't you no yes, I didn't look it up. up Mickey Dimitri called out Lewis Cox on Twitter Oh, did yeah, and said actually we'd started with them, um, and we started um, as just as well. I mean, in the Mickey Mellon season, first season in League yeah. Two, but I think at this oh, level, in League Two, that yeah, was, yeah. League Two. But I'm sure at this level, I'm sure um, we'll see some stats come out um, between now and then. But um, yeah. yeah, but it was good. But interesting, actually, you were there mentioning about you know you know expectations, not expectations, but you know excitement levels, which is obviously linked to expectations. Because obviously, if we had really low expectations we yes. wouldn't have be so happy about this you know we'd be like oh, if we expected to win you know our first five games then we'd be saying this is on par but we <laughs> no weren't so it's interesting there was a question from someone guy from the media but it wasn't lewis cox and bbc shropshire so i don't know whether this was a national press guy because um, he did mm. go before lewis cox so i don't know whether he's could have been talksport could have been talksport yeah maybe it was talksport maybe they elbowed lewis out of the way um until they go <laughs> second but um, and he asked a question. So he said, like, you know, what's the secret? What's changed? Um, and he said, um, this is interesting actually. So her said, it's a lot of hard work on the training ground. We signed different types of players. We're younger, we're fitter. We got the team together earlier, and also we got confidence against championship teams. Yeah, that preseason was vital. Yeah, it was. It, it was really vital. And obviously the trip to Portugal and all the structural work that's been done. Um, yeah. But he also mentions as well later on is that it's it's a an exciting start to the season. And he mentions yeah, to good. the national media. I must be the talk sport guy. Um, um, that 
you know, he's tried to raise expectations from the fans. You know, he was quite surprised the low expectations the fan, fans <laughs> had. But at the same time, he was joking and also, the, yeah, joking with all the media guys because he doesn't want to then, you know, make the expectations too high. But, you know, we should be trying to do better than just survive. So that was quite yes. interesting, actually. It was good. To, it was good to obviously someone else um, from national media asking those questions because, yeah. Put to good interview. Actually. Yeah, no, it was good. He then laughed off the Northampton link, which is that <laughs> guy on Twitter, Peter... Oh, something I don't know. Maybe called a raw. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. he's just talking absolutely. He clearly doesn't know anything about League One football to say that Paul Hurst <laughs> doesn't go to Northampton. He, why is why would a manager leave a team that is just the same size, if not maybe bigger than Northampton, after he's just spent the last three months working his balls off to build a squad? Mm. He's gone all the way. Through well, the only reason is money, in it, and then he's, because they've just had a big. Haven't they just had some sort of new investment? But even so, would you? You're not gonna. You're not gonna build. You know, it's like we're building a really good house that you're really pleased with. You know, you spend all summer building a house. And then you guys decided to go and buy and move into a, a house that needs to be redeveloped again. Oh, I agree. I, it's, daft, it's a daft link. There are some people that like to just keep rebuilding houses, yeah. but I don't think Paul Hurst is one of them. No. I think, as, as he's kept saying a long time now, this is the start of it. And, and from the way that we've been signing players on these contracts, Hurst looks like he's in this for the long run. Yeah. What, what worries me is in Northampton, it's lower championship teams yeah, during championship. the rest of the season. Gonna, if he left the championship, fair play. But I don't yeah. think he's going to. He's not. Why would he go to another League One team? No, he's not. Uh, no. He's not. Unless it was one of the very, very big clubs. But, yeah. you know, I, I do get the feeling that, that, that we talked about this last week and, and how highly rated he is yeah. and the fact he's getting linked with other clubs does give you that vibe that he's a, he's a manager that's going to be highly prized as time goes on. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, I'd, I'd hate for him to go halfway through the season no. for a move up. It would be bad for us, but good for him, you know, great for his yeah. career. I'm, I think he's got a lot of a lot of way to go yet, but I'd, I'd love him to just stay out of the season and, and just, you know, see what he could achieve with this club at this at this team this season because it, it could be something very special for him. So, who knows? You know, we're not talking about the club, football club and God, I hope it doesn't happen, but there you go. It's interesting that it's it's already been linked, yeah. even though it's daft. It's a, it was a daft link to a, to a nonsense club, but um, yes, I would say... If you look at his career, um, and even like you know, as an individual, you need everyone to be overpromoted, um, and you don't think as a football manager you don't want to get you know go too high too quickly. And he's worked his way up. Why would he then change that philosophy? So yeah, go to a championship club. Yeah, season and a half at us, and having you know improved us for the first for the last period of last season yeah. and then approve, improve us again you know if he left us in the summer next year and, and a bigger football club came in and paid us a bit of money you know for that deal then there's not anyone at this football club could really argue no. with it you know they, they'd see that as a fair move for him and yeah but he hasn't actually achieved anything yet yeah he did great no exactly. he did really well um avoiding relegation but in terms of his cv let's say he went to a championship club and did rubbish he'd have to start yeah. back again in you know league two again or something so big step so back. yeah let's have some success and then he can yeah on so yeah anyway that's enough about that um, you can go after he wins yeah <laughs> so just a few interesting comments for me just at the end before we um if you've got any questions Glenn. so one is interesting they came down the day before so that's oh, yeah. interesting to hear um he's feeling frustrated about the performance um and then yeah just one thing that i noted um he was uh, mentioning that he didn't understand at the start of the season why people were concerned about goals um and we've actually had seven goal scorers so far this season yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was I thought was an interesting point. Well, we're concerned about not goals because we've obviously haven't seen many goals yeah. over the last few years, have we? So in League One, so it's just a yeah, it's a it's a hang up from our yeah, poor form in League yeah. One. But we're starting to stop forgetting about that and looking forward to the positives, aren't we? Yeah, and I think also let's be let's be fair, you know. Before before her signed them, I'm sure you'd never heard of James Bolton. Before we signed Robin, you never heard of him. Before we signed John yeah. Lewis and Ganua, never heard of them either. Um, but they're all performing and really well players. and they're doing well. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So fair play. Yeah. Well, there we go. So that was the end of that. And I should just say, you were talking about stats. I, I, the interesting one was that even the, um, the Optus stats guys, yeah. you know, who do stats for all the premiership games, even put one out to say that we, we went to sleep that night as Shrewsbury Town fans with our team, the highest they'd been overnight on a Saturday night in the football, in the EFL, the whole EFL since 1989. So, it's fantastic. What a fantastic, you know, he's not achieved anything yet, but it's just good to know that we're riding as high as we have done for a very, very long time. And it's long may it continue, yeah. mate. Long may it continue. Enjoyable. It was enjoyable. And that's the thing, like, you know, why did I go to Gillingham? Why did I go to Coventry? I went there because we're winning games and it's good and it's fun. And yeah, and, and every like I was chatting to Ian and Callum, they were both excited about going to the football, which, um, yeah, it's yeah. been a while since we've been that excited about going to a game. Yeah, and that's it. I'll, I'll come to excitement about the game and what I hope that achieves on Saturday yeah. next. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll dip it. I mean, it's good. We won. There we go. So we're, we're rolling on. And uh, thanks for the, thanks for that feedback, Ollie. I'm glad you went to both those games. And yeah, we'll roll on to Salop News now. So Steve McKenzie against Bobby Mims, and it's McKenzie two-one to Shrewsbury. Party time! 
So, Salop News. So, obviously, transfer window closed um, last week. We're talking now on Sunday, so let's say it was last week. And, um, yeah, there's a few movements, wasn't there, Glenn? One was, uh, one we were, two we were hoping for, and one that came mm. with a surprise. So, yeah, so um, for those fans that haven't um, heard, what, what happened? Well, yeah, I think the, the ones we were, we were desperate for, really, was to get rid of uh, AJ Leach-Smith and Ryan McGiven, wasn't yeah. it? And uh, they both had mutual terminations, shall we say, on on the last day. And, and I don't think, you know, they can sign for a club now. They're out of contract, so they can still get a, get fixed up for the season. But, yeah, it's nice to finally get them off the books, isn't it? Because it wasn't helping us. It certainly wasn't helping their careers. And, no. and you know... We've been talking about it for the last few weeks about why they hadn't gone, and, and it's interesting why they left it to the very last day of the transfer window to pay them off. But yeah, well, was that the players though? Was that the players haggling for something? Maybe their agents? Probably. So it's all about wage budgets on the last day, isn't yeah. it? And if we were looking to bring someone in, then maybe they thought they'd add the football club over a barrel. But as it turns out, we didn't bring anybody in last day. The football club, um, it wasn't the football club, was it? It was, um, there was a little bit of stuff, wasn't there, knocking around that maybe we hadn't finished all of our incomings. And Hurst had said, look, if the right thing comes up, I will go back to the yeah. chairman and ask for a little bit more. But obviously the right thing didn't didn't turn up or, or was too expensive. I, I, I would point everyone in the in the, in the the direction of, um, you can just Google it. I think it's um, Sheffield United did a, an eight, nine minute video. Yeah, I want to watch this. It's all over my Facebook, but I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Yeah, it's really good. It's about how a football club works on transfer deadline and some of the mad deals that were going on. And we've talked about that Devante Cole at um, Fleetwood, yeah. isn't it? I think is and so they were after him, and some of the ways that move that move went and didn't went, and suddenly they went from one in fifty grand to two hundred grand, and then the agent was coming back saying they wanted one point five million for him, and he plays for Fleetwood. So yeah, obviously that, that didn't end up happening because they didn't sign him. But it, it's really interesting to see how transfer deadlines work, and I've no doubt that the same sort of thing was going on at Shrewsbury. We probably did investigate a few things, but once agents get involved, we probably were like, jog on, we're not going to yeah. give you that, and. Yeah, give, have a look at that. I'll yeah, really I'll, I'll, we'll tweet that out as well on the um, the Salopcast account. Yeah, and then the last move we made was to to send Zach Jules out on loan to Chesterfield, and and he played the whole game um, on Saturday, the first game. Um, apparently, had some reasonable reviews from from his new club, and that, that kind of makes sense. I, I couldn't really figure that out at first. I was a bit like, why would we send him out? We've only just signed him, but I, I didn't realize he was quite so young. Um, yeah. And also, he hasn't been playing, and so we might as well hope someone else develops him for us. And the reason I was a bit surprised by it is we don't tend to do that with sort of more fringe players like that. We send our youth players out but yeah there we go hopefully he goes out and gets a bit more experience and everyone was saying the the best example is Connor Goldson going out to Cheltenham and and, and what that did for him and, and bringing him back a little bit um so there we go so hopefully Zach goes out and has a good time and comes back and and is, is ready for us when he whenever he comes back I think it I think it's three months I'm not too sure yeah it might be up to January it was a January yeah. It was, yeah you can't do three yes. months it's only to January yeah uh, to January yeah but the interest yeah it was an odd one wasn't it I was surprised I think everyone was a bit surprised to see that um, but I don't know. I heard some comments that some players have not been pressing as much. I don't know whether that was him. Um, clearly, obviously, we terminated James as well, didn't we? The lad from um, Swansea. Yes, we did. I was going to mention yeah. that. Yeah. So he's 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 just not been getting in, in in and amongst it, has he? So we might as well terminate his loan and send him back as well. And I think there's a bit of a rumor knocking around that Ennis might be going back soon yeah, as well. He's, he's got a pretty bad injury. It's a shame that, isn't so. It? Yeah, so it's interesting to see three of the three of the guys that come in this summer might not necessarily be playing much football here this season. But there you go, you take your gambles with these loan players, don't you? And yeah. it's, it's not skin off our nose if we end up sending them back. It might not have overly pleased the loanee club, but I'm sure Wolves would want Ennis back if he's badly injured anyway. So yeah, he'll probably end up playing for FC Telford by the end of the season. I can see that happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there we go. So that was the transfer deadline day, and it was a bit mental everywhere else, wasn't it? But yeah, it was interesting the deals that didn't didn't get done, and yeah, I'm quite interested to see the Premiership this season about those players that have been sulking all summer and not getting their moves. How that's going to work? But uh, there we go. That's football for you. Um, the next thing on news is uh, this Saturday. It's been announced the last couple of days on on sort of various parts of the football club's output is that this is going to be our three thousandth football game in the AFL on Saturday, which I don't think many towns knew, town fans knew about. Really, no, so I, I didn't know about it. On here just to spread the word a little bit more and and for me this is also co- co- coincides with the fact that this team is doing fantastic it's a really good team to watch I think any town fan that listens to this and any town fan in general we should be haranguing people we know left right and centre members of our family families who have not come to the games for a while you know friends that have stopped coming tell them how good they are tell them this is you know a special moment in the football club's history you know for us to have got to 3,000 games and we should be getting 7,000 at the moment if a team if we've ever had a team in the last 10 years that deserves 7,000 crowds, it's this one, you know, the entertainment value alone. So, yeah, my, my message is, as, as, a, as a town fan, let's, let's try and fill the ground, you know, try and try and rope as many people in as you can and extol the virtues of this team, Ollie. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, actually, isn't it? Because there was a bank holiday week um, weekend a few weeks ago, so people might have taken the week off um, yes. and the kids go back. So, yeah, it's a good test for our attendance, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, uh, yeah, I hope they get it because I say that this is a bunch that deserves a... Uh, 
the sort of celebratory, sort of good atmosphere. And we've had some good atmosphere at home, regardless of the, the sort of five, five and a half thousands we've had the, the first game or two at home in the season. But um, yeah, it'd be nice for us to start getting back up to those those decent crowds we were getting when we were doing well in League yeah. Two, because this is a better quality of football we're playing. So why, why shouldn't we be doing that? So we'll see where we get on yeah. on Saturday. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting how it goes. So what about you, Ollie? I've noticed you've, you've done your around the yeah. grounds again and picked out three games. I actually watched a little bit of one of these games. So yeah, I'm interested to see what you think. But um yeah, what, what have you had a look at this week around League One that's of interest to us now? Yep, so the, um, the three games I went for was um, the Berry um, lost 1-0 to Scunthorpe. Um, oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I've put that wrong on the agenda. But, yeah, they lost 1-0. So, yeah, Moneybags, yeah. Berry not starting the season that well. Going so terrible for me, funny. yeah. Then, um, yeah, Oldham 3, Charlton 4. So, Oldham's and um, Woes, your mate at work must be pretty gutted. Five games, no points. Yeah, he's keeping his head down a lot. They, they have done absolutely terrible this season. And um, obviously, we've got them soon, haven't yeah. we, Oldham? So I've, I've got this niggling thing at the back of my mind that we've played so well this season, we're going to end up losing to Oldham oh, and give them their first points this season. But fingers crossed yeah, not. that would be annoying. So yeah, went for that game, obviously, um, that's 12 points a charge. So yeah, not not as good as start as us, but yeah, not a bad, no, respectable start of the right. season. Um, and then, yeah, I watched some of the... Um, I watched from about minute 18 um, of the Portsmouth-Rotherham game. Um, and... To be honest, well, I was preparing for the podcast, just watching the highlights and stuff, and kind of watching it. But every time I watched it, it was just it was pretty terrible advertisement for league um, lower league football. It was just it pretty dull. poor. Apart from Taylor's goal, which was just absolute class, and yeah, John Taylor just showing what a good footballer he still is. And yeah, he was obviously when he was good. Yeah, I was at the gym watching this. I've got, I've got. Luckily, they've got those running machines with the TVs in, which is uh, quite nice when you're running on the running machine. But um, yeah, I watched a bit of that game as well when I was on there. And Taylor looked a class above, just in general play as well. He was very direct and quick. And I was just thinking, you know, you know, there's a, there's a player that might we might want to get back one day because you know we obviously play with wingers now under Hurst. So yeah, he looked he looked good still to be fair. Um, and the goal was good, but yeah, it was a bloody terrible game. Yeah. Portsmouth looked awful. Yeah, they did. Really and bad. I, I actually, Poor old Kenny Jackie. Yeah, I think that's just hilarious. I, I love it. I love to see favourites and people that get kind of I think unfair not un, unjustifiably you know you couldn't justify their praise they had they you know got no. out of league two okay they've been taken over by money bag owner but and they got this you know a manager you know big name manager but yeah they're, they're, they've got a very very young team um, and the expectations that people had that they were going to um, yeah storm the league has yeah, just been I might be eating my words later in the season when they're second you never know, yeah. um, in the middle of winter or something but I don't see it happening yeah they got five points from five games um, and they don't look yeah they didn't good. look good in that game didn't look good at all and I should just say we haven't mentioned it but we ended up second in the table after Saturday didn't yeah. we um Equal on points with Peterborough. So when you who, class that uh, as top, if we're equal on points, can you can could you claim that as top? You know? No, we're equal top, yeah. but we're second on goal yeah. difference, aren't we? Because Peterborough banged a few more in in their early games. But you know, to to be there, amazing. But um, yeah, you know, so there's a chance for us to go top on Saturday. Yeah. There you go. Um, so that was it. The the most interesting thing I saw this weekend, Ollie. If we're going around the grounds, I've got my own round the grounds to go to is Prenton Park, where. Uh, Poor old Mickey, he's on the verge of getting sacked now, definitely, because they played live on on BT Sport against Dover, who were awful, and lost 1-0 to a penalty. And I was dealing with a few Tranmere fans saying, can you have him back? Can can we get rid of him? Mel- Dover. Was a lot of Mel- oh, I saw Dover's yeah. team at Euston. So when we came through, oh, right. yeah, we saw their team. They were getting the train up. So that was quite funny. Oh, there you go. Well, they won, so they must train travel works for them. But yeah, he's, um, he's in serious danger of... Uh, Getting kicked out of Tramway now, so yeah, it's not going well for old Mickey. But that was my that was my observations from the weekend. Yeah, you enjoyed that. I could see on Twitter you were enjoying them, seeing them, <laughs> sharing the comments from their their fans. Because yeah, you can almost have just yeah, you know, it could have been rather than I don't know Tramway John, it could have been yeah, like Dave Shrews who was saying those comments uh, not so long ago. I'm really I'm really tempted. You know, I shouldn't. I'm not obsessive about it. But I would quite like to see what his post match interview was like, and I'd love it if he said the word fine margins in it. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Because it was fine margins. They, they was, yeah, it was a penalty. Um, it, they had a penalty, Dover, and it was never a penalty. So he would have been legitimate to say fine margins. So there we go. We'll keep an eye on Mickey as we always do. But uh, yeah, there we go. That's that's around the yep. grounds, isn't it? And um, we should really talk about the other the other thing we had, which was our predictions for the game on Saturday. And uh, I'm already ahead, Ollie. So I predicted Shrewsbury Town to win two one at Gillingham, and you went two nil. Um, so yes, we, you got a point there for yep. getting the right 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 score. But I got sorry, right result. But I got the right score. So there we go. I'm ahead four two. Yep. So. Uh, we're going to do Wigan next, aren't we? Yeah. We've got on Saturday for our next prediction. Um, see if you can get back in it. So, yeah, they didn't play yet, did no, they? No, I don't know. It must have been because of too many international calls. up. a couple of teams. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Northampton, obviously, who sacked um, their manager. 
um, um, didn't play. So they didn't play. Blackburn didn't play. Fleetwood didn't play. Um, Wigan didn't play. Mm. So they're the four teams that are now behind on a goal a game already, which is which is odd. Doesn't normally happen, does it? Are you? Yeah, it doesn't happen. Are you not regretting putting your bet on for uh, Justin Edwards? It's impossible. Sacked? You can't uh. put a bet on a manager in League One being sacked. Um, so I searched all over the internet. Um, it's bad, though. Yeah, it? it's, it's just, yes, it's maybe if I got into a bookies. If I even try, sometimes you can go and, you know, or you can do it on um, Twitter with um, like some other betting companies. It's made me sound like I'm obsessed with betting. But um, yeah, I, I knew he was going <laughs> to get sacked, didn't I? I was adamant he was going to yeah, get sacked. Yeah, you said it. You actually said, I'm going to put a bet yeah. on it. And then you never did, and he got sacked. But, um, yeah. <laughs> you could have, there we go. <laughs> so that was quite funny. But um, yeah, um, yeah, I don't know how we got there, but I think that's the end of the news. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were talking about the predictions, weren't we? And you were saying that, yeah, talking about the teams that didn't play. So, yeah, we're going to own. You know, do you want to go first this week? Because I went first last week, or how do you want to nah, do you're it? a head mate, so you got to have the honours. Okay, that's fine. I'll go first. Um, I think we will draw. I think we'll draw. I think we'll keep this run going. I think the confidence is high. I think it'll be a good Saturday at the fan zone. Everyone will have a bit of drink. Everyone will be buzzing. Yeah. And I think the atmosphere will probably carry us to a. I think one-one. I think we might we might be tight at the back and nick one. And yeah. I think that's what I'm going to go for. I was going to, I'm going for the same as well. Oh, for Christ's sake! <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I think I think after the um, the exploits of the last few games, I think both teams are going to come into the game f- full of respect for each other. Mm. Um, so either it's going to be an absolute ding dong, left to right, left to right, back forward, you know, all over the place in terms of frantic game. But yeah, yeah. I think both teams are going to be pretty. Um, Maybe even happy just to get a point at this time of the season. I'm not sure. Yeah, but, um, I think that's fair enough. I think I actually am expecting it to be a good game. Yeah, I expect it to be an entertaining oh, game. Oh, I don't. I think it might be a bit nervy. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it might be a bit tight. Um, I'm not sure. I think after I don't know. It'd be interesting to see how the team reacts to two before performances. Um, and how did we can get on in their last game? Let's have a check. So how did they get on their last game? I'm not sure. Um, they are. They got 10 points from four games. Yeah. They're doing well. They've been drawn um, one. Yeah. So they've been a good start to the season. They they drew with Portsmouth. Um, and and they're the last they game, they, game they, yeah, they beat um, they beat Oldham already this season. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I'd be like, like to think that we were wrong and we'll win. But I think that might be asking too oh. much. But. I, I, even now, even after this could start, I, you know, a point against Wigan at home would be perfectly acceptable yeah, exactly. this season. You know, that would be that would, we'd consider that to be a good result, yeah. regardless of our start. That would be a good yeah, result. Definitely. So, um, yeah, and then we get to two slightly easier games then in South South End and uh, Oldham away. So, yeah, this this is the hardest game in the in the next couple yep. of weeks, isn't it, to ride out? So a draw would be fine. So. There we go. Hopefully we'll do that. And I shall see you in the fan zone, yep. Ollie, if you get up there in time, because uh, it's back open, in it? And I've not had a chance to sample it yet this season, so <laughs> I'll be I'll be back extolling the virtues of the fan zone. Yeah, don't have too many ciders, because you know what you like when you have <laughs> a few ciders. Yes, mum, that's fine. <laughs> good stuff. Oh, cool. I'm glad you glad you, uh, glad you had a good week, Ollie, and the same as Shrewsbury Town. So, um, yeah, hopefully I'll be able to say I've seen two wins next week, or even three, because I'll be going to all three games in the, in the next seven days. So... Yeah, there we go. Happy days, and we shall see everybody next weekend. Cool. Cheers, guys. Thanks for listening. Oh,